We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined once again by Ryan Belongi, this time to talk about Saturday's three-game classic Euro slate. Ryan, we haven't even gotten the Friday uh, showdown yet, but I'm officially fired up. I was a little fired up yesterday. I'm very fired up now. I'm very fired up as well. We've uh, had a little break from soccer, and DraftKings has given us a big tournament this uh, tomorrow. 100K to first, plus a, a King of the Cup uh, entry, which is something new they have this year, but it looks like it's worth it. that actually is. But. looks like it's worth five money. So. Oh, I, I, I checked it out a little bit. It's, it's going to be a pretty big tournament. So, yeah, excited to get into it. Yeah, a lot of money to be made, uh, starting with the slate. Um, so, like I said, first three-game uh, slate that we have – um, it's staggered starts, so the Premier League actually does a huge favor by uh, staggering their starts all season so that we're prepared for this one. Um, got Wales and Switzerland uh, starting off the slate at 9 o'clock Eastern, uh, 9 a.m., and then we've got Denmark-Finland at noon and Belgium-Russia at 3 o'clock. Um, the, I think a lot of people are rightfully picking Belgium as like a big uh, favorite to win the tournament, but they're not the biggest favorite on this slate. We have that as Denmark. And I think a lot of that is less because of Denmark and uh, more because of Finland, uh, who I don't want to call them a minnow, but they're not exactly the uh, a powerhouse here. Um, we've got obviously Belgium favored over Russia and then Switzerland uh, favored uh, against Wales. That match uh, has like a, an absurdly low total. Wales have been playing like some very defensive uh, football, so I'm, I'm not sure we're going to go crazy in that one. But uh, do you see any reason not to believe the odds on these? Um, no, yeah, like like you said, um, the 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 Wales Switzerland game, the total really jumps out at you uh, under two total. Both yeah. both teams sort of like to sit back and play on the counter. Um, it's gonna it's kind of a weird matchup. It's like almost like the Spider Man meme where they're you know sort of matchup. <laughs> Not really sure how it's going to go. Um, Very cool. The Belgium-Russia matchup is in Russia. I think all Russia's matches are at home. Yeah, um, I think so. 
Yeah, that one has a little bit higher total in Den Denmark. I think you're right about Denmark. Um, they're the the biggest favorite on the slate because of Finland. It seems like they're probably the safest bet. Um, they have a solid defense. Uh, I can't really see. I think Finland's going to have a tough time scoring. So I don't know if I. I think like there's going to be a decision on this slate. Like if you want to target Denmark or Belgium, I, I think you, you can obviously um, go both, but we'll get into that later. I think, I think Denmark, uh, I'm liking Denmark a little bit more. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we'll get into individual players in a second, uh, but like Christian Eriksen, I'll just give that away is going to be absurdly popular in cash. I mean, he's like the main set piece taker for Denmark, so they're the biggest favorite, and that just generally leads you to um, to playing them in cash. And then without Kevin De Bruyne, it kind of opens things up a bit, um, both in terms of who you can play from Belgium and who you can afford uh, based off um, off that. But yeah, I think like tournament wise, the the names Belgium has the names, but Denmark has the the advantage, at least in terms of uh, the win possibility. So. It does seem like yeah. Denmark as being like the biggest favorite may be a little under owned just because we can see those names from Belgium and even some from Switzerland are, are known that I think people might go there instead of Denmark, even though they're um, the highest favorite. Yeah, and de the Denmark forwards are, are cheaper than the other ones too. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they have probably the best goal scoring odds and they're the cheapest. I mean, makes them look really good. Christian Eriksen, yeah, like you said, I mean, he just lo he looks like far and away the best play on the slate. I mean, even for GPPs, I, I he's he's probably going to be the highest owned player. I mean, yep. Yeah, I I, I understand. Um, I'm going to have a lot of errors, and I think I think like if you're just to get it out of the way, if you're making like five or ten lineups, um, it makes it would make sense to have them in all. You could have them in all of them. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad strategy. Um, are there ways that like he's not going to be on the winner? Yeah, of course. You know, if there's a lot of goals on the slate, it doesn't necessarily look like that. Um, I guess, too, if, if Denmark got some early goals and Erickson wasn't involved in them, there's a chance then, too. Um, so if, if you are going to fade, like make sure the lineup makes makes sense for a fade. Like it should have a Denmark player because – if, if that game gets, if that game's nil nil into the second half, I mean, Erickson's going to get 20 points from peripherals. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a great play GPP too. I mean, best case scenario, Finland scores early and then it's right. just bombs away. Um, so jumping into the forwards, I think uh, the lack of De Bruyne, uh, like I said, kind of opens up a lot of salary um, from a cash perspective, at least to start there. Um, there's really not a lot to love. Uh, like they're just, you know, most guys are pretty goal dependent. And I think because of that, a lot of people are going to be looking right at Romelu Lukaku, who from a floor perspective is fine. Like he shoots a lot. And so that's where you're going to get your points. Um, and I think he's popular enough that you might just be dead if he does score one or two. But at the same time, like he's basically a goal dependent forward who's the most expensive on the slate. Right. Do you think he fits in a cash build? 
Man, you know, I, I, I don't normally play cash. I was I was looking at these forwards and just like wondering who are you going to say is, is the best forward from a cash point of view. Um, there, there's not much. I mean, a goal dependent forward being the most expensive, yet you don't <laughs> love that, obviously, but he, he might hurt you. Uh, if you don't have him because he's going to be high owned, you're right. I think I think not having De Bruyne on the slate, people are going to want a piece of Belgium. And like Lukaku is definitely the guy you you, you want to go to. Um, cash? I don't know. Like who 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 are you like any of these cheap? I mean, if you're going to play a goal dependent forward for that much, I mean, just play, you know, uh, Paulson or Braithwaite or whoever starts for Denmark. It feels kind of like the same thing. Yeah, uh, I think are, are people going to play both of them? Um, well, yeah, th- the problem is you need two. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, I think there's a reasonable, there's a reasonable path to playing uh, Dries Mertens instead of Lukaku. Um, that's like if he starts. And I think there's, yeah. you're almost guaranteed that Mertens doesn't play 90. Um, right. I agree. But without De Bruyne, he could maybe sneak a set piece or two. I think Carrasco probably takes more, but like, I think in a, in a, the most reasonable sense, I think you play Mertens over Lukaku in cash, but I don't think there are enough reasonable people who think that. And so you're, you're just playing with fire by not taking Lukaku. Um, Like, I think it's going to be one of those things that in higher stakes cash, Lukaku will be significantly lower on than he is in, lower stakes cash. And so you just kind of have to weigh that in terms of what you play. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think you're right about all that. If, if I was to, you know, if I, if I, if I was to play just one of them in cash, I think I, it would be Mertens. Like you said, probably got more peripherals and goal upside too. obviously not like Lukaku's, but you're, you know, goals aren't for sure. Yeah, and it, it's not like Lukaku's like minus two fifty to score. Like his goal odds aren't even that great. Um, right. So uh, you know the totals of these games. We're going to say this over and over again. Like the totals just aren't that high, and so um, you might be able to get away with fading one Lukaku goal as long as you know he doesn't rip off ten shots. Um, and I think Mertens is probably where most people go. But yeah, the the. I think Denmark is next. Like I, I don't see a reason to to pay up uh, for Bale. Like I think people will try to convince themselves that Bale is the right play, but um, the Bale, like peak Bale, I feel like everybody just thinks that whenever Bale is on a slate, you're going to get peak Bale, and he's just like not that guy anymore, and he probably doesn't have set pieces, and so um, I don't know. I, I'm not playing Bale. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Bale. Um, okay, just from like a footballing perspective, man, this guy, it's unbelievable how much slander this guy gets. I was, I, I watched almost every Spurs game this year, and in more than half of them, Bale was their best player. I mean, hands down, too. Better than Son, better than Kane. If Tottenham were creating anything, it was through Bale. Um, I think I know it's it's not three years ago, four years ago, but people are quick to forget that 
he was a top 10 player in the world, sometimes better. I mean, there were stretches where he was better than Ronaldo um, when they were on Madrid. He, he had a lot to do with all their success. Um, we had are there, ridiculous questions, about, are there questions about like his, his, his passion for the game and his work ethic? Yeah, of course. But I mean, this is the Euros. Just at, as a player, he's still got great burst. He's probably got the best left foot in the tournament. He's definitely going to be k- taking free kicks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you can go to Bale. I think people think like you do, which is fine. Um, and maybe not for cash. Um, for, for GPPs now especially, Bale is one of the tougher decisions on the slate. I mean, um, for me at least. That game has the lowest total, but – Looking at that Switzerland squad, I mean, Switzerland are not. I'm 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 down on the Switzerland squad. Um, they have a lot of old players. They like to invite pressure. I don't know. I think on a slate where there's not going to be a lot of goals, at least according to the odds, it seems like he's at least a decent bet to take some shots, whip some crosses in. Um, and he's like, he's a player for the big tournaments. Like I like a player like that. When there's so many players on this slate, like look at the forwards on this slate, Seferovic, Gavrinovic, they're so expensive and they're not even good. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I'll choose to go with the talent in this spot, especially when I think I probably believe in Bale a little bit more than most. And, and I'm an Arsenal fan too. So like th- that's saying something. I, I think he's okay. I, um, I'll, I'll track back a little bit. There's no way I play Bale in cash. I, I, right. There, right. There's probably no way I play him, but I think he's right. a great GDP play. And I like, um, I agree with you that I think Switzerland might be getting more credit than they deserve. Um, Wales just wasn't, like a big attacking team during qualifying, but that doesn't mean that they can't score. Like, it's not like this is a low, the lowest scoring game on a slate that has other games that has, that have goals in it. Like right. we're just not expecting a lot of goals. And so, yeah, if Bale puts up one or two, like if Wales comes out with a surprise two nothing win and Bale scores twice, like it's under two and a half goals. So everyone's like, Oh, it wasn't high scoring, but like that certainly can win you a lot of money. If, if you, Certainly, certainly. You're not going to be you're not going to be shocked if 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 any of these games end one nil. Really, mm-hmm. um, it's tough to know what to expect from Belgium. You know, I, people obviously are going to want to go there for the name, and 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 obviously they're they're a, a decent favorite. But is it? Are they going to just dominate possession and create a lot of chances like without KDB? Maybe they're still probably considerably better than Russia. So they might just be good enough to do that without De Bruyne, but there's also a chance that they struggle. You know, they have new players who haven't necessarily, you know, played together a lot. Um, KDB is like the focal point of their team and that can change. That can change things when guys like that are out. I, I mean, I wouldn't rule out the, uh, you know, the, the fact that Russia's playing at home. No, like I, I think not. they, absolutely overperformed at the world cup in Russia. And so um, if that game is tight, because like you said, like if to, like Belgium have a lot of good players, but they're missing their best player. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't think you can kind of overlook that, but, and that's part of the reason why I really hesitate paying so much for Lukaku in cash 
Um, because, it, you know, if that game's tight, then maybe he doesn't end up getting the 10 shots that he needs unless he scores. And even right. one goal, I can hopefully make up for it. It's just filling the forward spots. If I'm going to be steadfast about not playing Bale, then I'm looking at this Denmark lineup like I, I'm going to need a bailout here somewhere. Right. I mean, I think, you know, just looking at it, you got to play a De- You got to play a Denmark striker, right? I mean, why not two? Uh, well, it's not two because you're playing Mertens or Lukaku. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, sure. Mer- so Mertens and a Denmark striker. Yeah, no, I think that's, that seems fine. Yeah, that that's the problem. It seems fine. And like, yeah, but, like, what else can you really do? There's right. there, there's just nothing really. I mean, we, we we talked about Belgium from just a soccer standpoint, but for DFS, I mean, the, that projected lineup that they have, I mean. Uh, most of those guys are getting subs. So, I mean, like, yeah. how good of plays are they? I, I, I guess we don't really know. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. Um, yeah, I'd say the only, you know, if you're relying on that, the only thing you have to worry about with Denmark is is obviously the second game. So, you know, if you're, uh, I mean, I think Brathwaite probably starts anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. But you just have to watch out salary-wise. Poulsen's really cheap, though. At a yeah, sixty one hundred. Like, even if you think that might be a low enough price because you can work in the other, the other positions. Yeah. But yeah. Forward. Whoever starts, whoever starts, like they're all the same in terms right. of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, theoretically, we prioritize the guys on the wings a little more, but um, I'm not sure it even matters on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Are there any others? No others kind of jumped out forward-wise. I mean, are you going to play Pookie? I don't think so, no. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm probably not. Uh, I I don't see Finland scoring. I think they're going to have the toughest time of all, all the teams yeah. on this plate to score. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to just fade them. Yeah, that's how I – I mean, I, I assume we're going to say that for all of their games, so – yeah. Now, obviously, then you, you could say, well, most people are going to think that way then. So they could become decent plays. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I think there's probably better spots to go up to. Um, there's other guys who aren't going to be like super popular either that are probably better plays, though. Do you do you think the Russia guys are better than Finland? That's yes. Um, like, are, we just about, are we just talking about the forwards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Moranchuk for sure. Um, yeah, like uh, I don't think people are going to play Russia. Yeah. One just because they're against Belgium, but also they're in the last game, and the, that like tends to make ownership a little lower. Um, but no, I, I'd play Moranchuk if I was going to choose between those teams. He probably has a set or two, not sure that they're going to get many, but he's at least like, he's at least a talented player. So. Yeah. And they're playing like, at home, like you said, they're playing at home. Like you said, Russia shows up for those games sometimes. Yeah. I think, I think they might be a hundred percent capacity too. If I remember, I thought it was Russia that did that. That means something. The, the games in the Premier League, played differently when when fans came yeah for sure for sure um yeah i don't 
I'm, I mean, if I'm trying to get weird, I'm definitely going Russia over Finland. I'll put it that way. And mm-hmm. I don't know the the Switzerland forwards. Right. So just about I, just about the Switzerland forwards. Then I said like, yeah, obviously they're overpriced and they're just not even very good. I mean, Seferovic had a bad season in Portugal. Gavrinovic, he like, uh, I remember him not even being a regular starter for. I think Dinamo Zagreb, I mean, they're older strikers. But on the flip side, Wales are the biggest underdog, I think, the biggest underdog in the group. Or, I mean, picked to finish last. Or, in the group, yeah. Or, yeah, so, I mean, I guess there's a chance that, that they're bad. Maybe if they're bad and it's possible Switzerland could create 10 good chances and score two goals. Um, and if you get... You know, there's not many better ways to win a GPP than with a low on brace. And that's exactly what you're going to get with these Switzerland guys. So, sure, they're they're still in play. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, moving to the midfield, obviously, we have De Bruyne out. Um, so, Ericsson will be everywhere. Nobody needs to be surprised about that. Uh, on, like, the higher end, we've got Shakiri, who... Uh, is certainly better for Switzerland than he is for Liverpool because he never even plays for Liverpool. Um, but before we get there, like, do you think just everybody moves to Carrasco with De Bruyne out, thinking that he'll get most of the set pieces? Yeah. Um, I think Carrasco will, pro- will be the second most popular midfielder. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and I think that's fine. Uh, he, he should have most of the set pieces. I guess, you know, we really, that's a weird situation. Like, you know, if, if the Oregon Hazard starts, I don't know, he could maybe, him and Mertens could maybe steal a couple. Um, I mean, they've got so many guys who can take them. And, ha- and yeah, I mean, I, Yuri, Yuri Thielman's too. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, you're right. I think, I think Carrasco will be the guy that people go to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if Munir tossed in one or two, nobody would be like totally shocked. So like. You're right. Any, just, anything could happen. Yeah. So, but I think Carrasco, I mean, price wise, just everyone will go there. Uh, like Ericsson Carrasco combo in cash will be extremely popular. Yeah. Um, and Carrasco, he, he's got good open play value too. He, mm-hmm. he was one of the athletic goes better players. They won For the sure. title this season. Um, makes it makes sense. He he's, I don't want to sell him short. He he he's a good play. The, those Belgium guys are good plays. That they, they're, they're good price, cheap. Right, like they they actually seem a little underpriced only because normally we'd say you got to pay ten five for De Bruyne and, and move from there. So, right. Um, I do feel like we have sort of an opposite situation with the midfielders on the forwards. Like there are a number of ones that I would consider. Um, like just moving down. This, the just to go back to Wales, like uh, yeah. Daniel James is really cheap, and he's been taking some set pieces with Harry Wilson. Um, I think James might end up taking more of them unless Bale starts just decides he's going to start taking them. But I think it's those two guys instead of Ramsey at this point. But um, the one guy that I was looking at, you mentioned uh, Mirinchuk for for the Russian forwards, but uh, Golovin's pretty cheap. Well. 7,000 is not super cheap, but like he, I think, should probably be taking most of their set pieces. It's just a matter of whether we think they win 
two or three of them <laughs> if that's enough. But yeah, no, you know, it seems like there are enough midfielders that I'm I'm willing to consider. I agree. Like uh, Golovin is a good shout. Like he, he's a good player. A, a lot of their, a lot of what Russia does runs through him. And if you just just take him and Carrasco, the the ownership difference on them is going to be bigger than the amount of times that Carrasco is, you know, outscores Golovin. Um, so it makes sense from that perspective. Like the, I love I the way you put that. Like it, it didn't come out right, but you know what I'm saying. No, it, I think it. I think it was exactly right. Okay, so yeah, I do like uh, Goleman for both those reasons. Um, also, you never know. Like if Belgium scores an early goal, there's a chance that Russia gets the peripherals. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I do like him. Uh, I don't think he'll be owned as much as he should be. And uh, he's a good price. The Wales guys, I think they're all in play. Um, do we, we think they start Wilson, James, and Bale as a front three? Probably. Or do you think are they going to start? Who do you, are they going to start a center forward? We have more in, in our expected now. Um, okay. We, well, it could be. I mean, the, thankfully they're the first game, so. No, that, let's yeah, let's talk about that. Though that's so Kiefer Moore is six foot five. So if he's in the starting lineup, I would think that it changes the way Wales plays at least just a little. I would expect them to put more crosses in. So then yeah. those guys become even better plays, those midfielders. Um, even if he doesn't play, though, they're cheap. I mean, like you said, Danny James, yeah, really good play. Um, even Ramsey without sets, like obviously not for cash, but for GPP, like he gets forward. Um, he supports the attack and cheap. Yeah. Like you get a goal from someone down here. It's going to help. And these guys, they might not be that popular being, being in the first game. I mean, James will see some ownership obviously, but um, yeah, they're, they're good plays. Yeah. I think um yeah, that's a, nice, a good point about just how big he is because you tend, you know, if you have a target like that, you're going to try to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, the easiest way to do that, yeah, is just bombing from the wing. Um, I think just what it shows us is that the opportunity cro- cost at midfield is high. And so trying to find like just some punt to fill in a midfield spot seems like the wrong way to go. Um, seems like the wrong move. I agree. Yeah, yeah. normally. Normally that's like a situation you have a defender and that's maybe not so much the case on this slate. We'll get there, but yeah, you're right. Like punting a midfield, it's not going to be good for you. If, if most people's midfielders score double digit points, it's right. hard to make that up. Right. And like, you're, I'm not even sure like what you're really getting at, like paying all the way down 3,300 for Den Donker or something like that. Like how many points are you possibly getting out of that, that, and you're doing that to like pay play Lukaku and Mertens or something like that. Like I, I'm just not sure like where. Like this is what I'll say: if you're playing one of those guys, like it should at least correlate because you, you need a you need an assist from them at least. Yeah. If you're playing like a Den Donker with with your with your Belgium forward, that's okay. I mean, he. But yeah, you don't. I agree with you. You, you you're. The, the opportunity cost is big and just 
I wouldn't punt it, especially if it didn't make sense with the rest of your lineup. Yeah, I I went through like a number of builds, and I the three midfielder just seemed like the most reasonable uh, on this slate, just because at some point you're, you know, like if you're playing, you're, you're certainly not playing three forwards. So it's like if you're going to play three defenders, just in terms of like a raw fantasy point perspective, like you have to make sure that those guys will outscore the three possible uh, midfielders that you could have had. And I just don't okay. see it happening. I agree. Like uh, we can talk about other midfielders, but like I don't think you're playing anybody from Finland. And sure. um, yeah, no one else. No one else from Denmark, probably. Uh, I don't think you're playing anyone from fin- Finland. You're right. I mean, what, Robin Lod, is he going to take the sets? He's 4,900. He, uh, he should, but, like, wouldn't you just rather play Daniel James? No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I don't – yeah, I don't think that's worth it. We talked about Golovin. Yeah, um, the only guy we didn't talk about is Shakiri, 8,900. What do you think? Um, like no way in cash. Um, I agree. And that's a more of a no way than what I said about bail. So like, I think that's, he's literally like off limits in GPP. I think it just seems like it's so expensive. Um, and there are a number of, like, if you're playing him, then you're either not playing Erickson or you're playing both of them and just hoping now you have to play one of the Switzerland uh, forwards who we were talking about are already kind of expensive. Um, Like it just seems like you're taking yourself out of at least the the Belgium forwards. Yeah, I think, I think you could do it. (laughs) You'd be taking yourself out of a Belgium forward. Like I I would play him with, with Erickson if I did. And, you'd have to not play Lukaku or Mertens. Right. Um, just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down on Shakiri. That that's an expensive price. Um, I don't think he's going to have a monopoly of sets. I mean, no, he, he won't. Um, yeah. And he, he's just like, he's a nice player, but like, he's not that good anymore. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's definitely lost like, pace and agility it, it seems like he moves slower out there um he, yeah I don't know he, ha- he hasn't had a great time with Liverpool yeah he's been much better with Switzerland now I'm yes. interested to see how he's gonna play but he hasn't been that great with Switzerland recently I mean this is more like in past tournaments also like the players who are gonna get subbed on take set pieces too like I don't even know if Shakiri's guaranteed 90 minutes anymore um, I guess it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I'm off him for this game. I think the only reason to consider him is because there are plenty of reasons not to play him. And if enough people decide not to play him, then if you Absolutely. can get it, you know, like 6% yeah. security, then go nuts. But like, I'll be in that 94% who don't play him. <laughs> No, you're right, though. That's that's a great reason. Like I was saying, it, it's possible that Wales is bad. No one's really going to be shocked if if Switzerland create a bunch of chances. I mean, uh, the odds don't say that, but, like, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, so in defense, as I say that there's no way I play Shakiri. Uh, do you play Rodriguez instead? 
Like, it seems like he's the only defender that I'm like seriously considering paying up for because he, he should be on some set pieces. He had been taking penalties. He, He missed his last one. So we're kind of in that weird, who knows what he does now, but it seems like he's the defender worth paying up for. Yeah, it does. Um, for, for cash, I think, yeah. Uh, um, if you're talking about cash, I think you just play them. Um, the set pieces and likely penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and there's not like anyone else you're really missing out on. Um, I've seen some, some different lineups where – Somewhere he's in a back three, and someone where he's on the left wing. Okay. Do you? What do you think? I mean, do you think he's just going to be in a back three, or or how are you thinking about it? Um, I'm assuming he's playing out wide. Okay. As a wing, so, if he plays as a wing, like that, that's such a big thing. Like, yeah. If he plays as a wing back, I will have a lot of him even in the GPPs and I'd play him in the high stakes stuff too. If, if he, if he plays in a back three, I think he's going to be owned more than he should. I even think like, I even think some of the sharper players will still play him. If he plays in a back three, I can't really do that. I'd then, if that's the case, I'd rather go for some, I don't know, not necessarily pay down, but, maybe go for some assist equity with the Denmark guys, Mounier, even goal equity. He can score goals. Um, if, if Rodriguez is, is in a back three, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Mbappé outscores him. I, I just think he, he'd be too high owned if that's the case, but if he's going to be on the wing, I don't know. Maybe I was looking at the lineups I was looking at were wrong. I think they had Zuber on the left wing. Um, if it's Rodriguez though. Yeah. He's, by far the best defender on the slate. Is your expectation that if he is in the back three, he doesn't take corners? No, no, I still think he will. I still think he's taking set pieces in okay. a back three. So he he he's still like a cash play, even if he's in a back three, because like even with the way Switzerland play, like he still gets forward a, enough sometimes in the back three to whip crosses in from open play. Like it's just like it kind of happen. You see it happen with some of the Premier League teams too, where those guys in that position still whip crosses in. Um, so he, he he's still okay. He's de- definitely okay for cash in a back three. But yeah, if he's on the wing, great play. Uh, I like you dropping in Babu because I thought if you're somebody who likes to play GPPs by just like tweaking cash lineups a little bit, just taking mm-hmm. Rodriguez out for Mbappe would be would be a fun move. Yeah, I think I wouldn't hate it at all. Mbabu has, I mean, if Rodriguez fails, none of these other defenders are like smash plays. So Mbabu can score 12. He might outscore all these other guys by a lot. Those are, those are definitely good moves. Um, I just found myself trying to fill the spot after Rodriguez. And if Rodriguez is out, I'll be one of those who still plays him just because hoping for those set pieces in cash. Yeah, no, definitely. In cash, cash for sure. The second spot, like, I don't want to play anybody. The second uh, defender spot is as uh, excruciating as the second forward spot. That, like, 
I have two open slots and I'm just like, I don't know where I want to go. I think one of the popular ones is going to be um, uh, Raitala from Finland, which mm-hmm. we kept talking about, like nobody wants to play Finland, but like theoretically he's a $2,800 fullback. He's like not much of a crosser. Finland is the biggest underdog, but at 2,800, I don't think that's something you can ignore in honestly right. where like, you're saying the opportunity cost of defender is low and there are not many guys to play, to pay up for. So maybe I just take the 2,800 there and hope for the best. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, 2,800, it's not going to hurt you too much. Right. Um, he's got basically no upside. Um, <laughs> but other than that, he's great. But, you know, even on a slate like this, you can even win a GPP with, with, you know, four points from a 2,800 guy. You, you don't have to hit every spot. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't like any of these guys. Um, I don't, I think the best shout is probably this Norrington Davis guy. Um, I don't know. Who do you have projected to start for Wales? Uh, they, there. Uh, who, ben Davies? In a, yeah, in a back or yeah back three basically um, okay so who's on the who's on the um the two wings um Connor roberts and who ampadu maybe no he'll see central uh james who do we even have there can't even read my own screen i'm Williams, just looking at roberts. i mean I guess, I guess it doesn't matter let's just say i'm I'm looking at this lineup on who scored it has davies rodone and map in a back three roberts on the right wing and then Norrington Davis high on the left wing. I mean, $3,800 definitely can go there if he starts. Yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's 3,800. Yeah. I, I don't really know much about him, but it's a good, it's a good price. Yeah. And I mean, thankfully they're the first game, so we'll get that. But yeah, 3,800 is a fine filler to me. Like I, that's the thing there. Everyone is a filler. Um, like we've seen Munir have huge games, like he truly huge. And, but I don't think like a way to Russia is the situation for it, but like upside wise of any of these guys, like I think he fits in there. Um, a lot of upside. Yeah, definitely. Um, theoretically he's playing on the other side of Carrasco, uh, and he's, you know, $2,000 less, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. He's so right. As far He's got probably the best open play value of all these defenders. I mean, he's going to be high up, high up on the right side a lot. Um, He gets one or two chances to score most games. He'll play some balls into Lukaku. Um, Definitely, definite upside. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just not sure I, I'm not sure I have salary for two high, you know, if I play him and Rodriguez. So it's. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that you do either. It, it, it's tough. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I've uh, nicely just described guys, uh, players like this on a slate, but it's it's just a bunch of guys to me. And so, like, I don't it's think anybody. Guys. Yeah, nobody projects to be really good that I'm going to regret if I fade. And so, it's just uh, you know, if I can get a correlative piece with someone, then that's fine. And if not, like, it's not the end of the world. Um, like if you're playing Rodriguez or my God, Shakiri, then like one of the, like Fabian Shar is usually a big target on set pieces, but 
I mean, you're just, I'm just guessing at that point. Mm -hmm. um, nope, I agree. Uh, Rodriguez, if he starts on the wing, definitely the best play. For sure, lock in cash, best defender in tournaments too. Like I said, if, if he starts, if he start, I, I'll have a lot of Rodriguez if he plays on the wing. If he plays in the back three, I mean, I'll be way under the field. Just, just got to fade the pen then. I mean, if he plays in the back three, I mean, some people don't don't really care about this stuff, but but that's Bale's side. I mean, he, he I don't think he's going to have a great time dealing with Bale. Might even cause him to attack less. Um, but yeah, that, none of that matters if he's on the wing. Then right. you just just lock him in if he's on the wing. Yeah. Uh, do you have any preference on goalkeeper? Um. No, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, at least a little, but okay. I, I'm not going to make it like a priority in my lineups. Um, the first thing is just I, I obviously try to play a goalie where I don't have guys on the opposite team. Obviously, you can still do that, especially if, if you're just playing Ericsson, um from Denmark, then you can definitely play the Finland keeper. Yep. Um, just like like the Wales keeper, just based on price. I mean, that's where I was going. Yeah, I mean, Wales have a better chance to win than Russia and Finland. Much better chance to win than the, than the price would indicate. Um, as far as like ever targeting goalkeepers, I think the best thing to do is if you're if you're actually trying to predict stuff. Um, is go for the most upside. Like I, I'm targeting guys that I think are going to face the most shots. Um, I think that's better than trying to hope for a clean sheet. This case, yeah. it might be different. Like if you're thinking about Denmark versus Belgium, I mean, Denmark, they got an above average defense and Finland are not good at scoring. So, I mean, I think their clean sheet odds are definitely better than like a, a makeshift, not makeshift, but like a, a different Belgium side on, on the road in Russia. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't know, I guess ownership will be interesting. I think that, yeah, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're, they're all going to be the same, but yeah, I, I guess I'd prefer Denmark over Belgium. I think you can make, I mean, it, it's, this is the case on mostly like, I think you can make a case for anybody. The only ones that I pretty much wouldn't, likely stay away from was is Jan Sommer from Switzerland because um, like paying that much, he's 5,100. Like I may as well just try to find the money for Courtois for Belgium or try to get to Schmeichel. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, like I'm just going down either Ward, probably Ward. Like I, Ward was definitely the guy that I liked the most from Wales. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Playing I, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, Summer's the one that I would I would just stay away from, like in a vacuum. Um, if you're if you have lineups in tournaments that have no Wales players, um, and and you have like around the money for for Summer, it kind of makes sense, um, especially because people aren't going to play him. And then also just like goalie doesn't matter. I mean, it it does, but like all these guys have like a similar chance to, to, you know, either be the highest scorer or score two points. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, just make just have it work with your lineup. Yeah, I think that's that. I mean, the goalie conversation is is always like, is there one that is worth paying up for? Like, are they such dominant favorites, and you're just more comfortable locking in, attempting to lock in the ten points for a winning clean sheet? Right, and that's yeah, it's brutal, man. That that's that's like. I'm considering that a lot too, like, because I, I do think there's cases where that's a good gamble um, mm-hmm. in like, in, especially in like some of the smaller field stuff. I don't know the higher stakes stuff, the single entries, like people don't like to play, pay for keeper. I mean, I know some of the sharper players that, that I see in those tournaments, they never pay up for keeper ever. Yeah. So you can, but, but you can get edge like on, on, on those slates where I don't know, Ederson or Allison has huge clean sheet odds. I mean, Man, outscoring outscoring people at the keeper position by ten points is is big. Um, is there anyone like that on this slate? I don't know. It, it, maybe I'm liking Denmark more than other people, but I just think it's like a, a combination of what we've said. Like Finland just aren't good. Denmark's pretty good. Um, yeah, they have a really good chance to keep a clean sheet if you can afford yeah. them. No, I, I don't hate paying for Schmeichel. Yeah. I just think it's uh, like, I pretty much, I don't, I I certainly don't start lineups with goalkeeper, but I basically only consider the top and the bottom when I'm looking, when I'm trying to build lineups. It's like, if, if I think there is a goalkeeper worth playing on the top end, then I will start there and be like, all right, how does this affect the rest of my lineup? But generally I start at the bottom and be like, what can I jam in if I pay down a goalkeeper? And usually the risk is worth, is completely worth it. I think you're spot on. Yeah. Generally, generally I start at the bottom and see what I can afford. Just make sure, make sure I have all the best plays. Like if I need to go to the cheapest keeper to get the best plays, that's what you do. Um, If it's, if it's not worth it, if you're not like using that salary for like, for sure upgrades, then that's when you can, uh, consider paying up. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Top or bottom. Top or bottom. That's right. Cool. That's where we're going to be with our GPT lines. Top or bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up, you can find uh, Ryan and I both in the Rotowire Discord, which is open for all subscribers. You can just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join that. If you are not a Rotowire subscriber and would like to check out everything that we are offering for the Euros, you can just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. It gets you 10 free days to the site. No credit card required. 10 days gets you a decent amount of the euros. So you can see uh, all the stat pages and tools and cheat sheets that we have. Uh, Ryan and I will be back tomorrow, Saturday, to preview the Sunday slate, as we'll be here uh, every day that there are matches. So, Ryan, thank you for that, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.